Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. We got another sold-out arena in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Bucks. No, no, not the Young Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA team. Friday Night SmackDown sold out for the 10th time in a row, reportedly, this past Friday. And we're going to go over all of the shenanigans and all of the details that went down on this Friday Night SmackDown, October 27th. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of Snug Wrestling podcast with me your hostess my name is edgar john cena is going to saudi arabia and he's going to have a match at crown jewel and it's definitely something to look forward to because john cena he has not had a wrestling match and feels like forever we get to see john cena on friday night smackdown every week but he's just been doing promos and he's just been doing these segments But we are going to see him wrestle next weekend on Saturday for Crown Jewel. And we're going to be going over this and much, much more today. So let's get into it. Let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into SmackDown. Let's go. The Tribal Chief, the undisputed Universal Champion, opens up his show because it is the tribal chief and he runs friday night smackdown but he gets interrupted mid entrance by la night literally roman reigns didn't even hit the ring by the time la night music hits and la night walks right past the tribal chief and does not acknowledge roman reigns or paul Heyman. and then left roman reigns and paul Heyman standing there looking shook nick aldis is in the ring already and no time is being wasted here for this contract signing and for this opening segment the audacity of la knight does not stop there because la knight also sits at the end of the table on roman reigns's spot on the tribal chief's seat where roman reigns usually sits during these contract signings and to the surprise of the tribal chief huge la knight chants in milwaukee nick aldis tries to take the lead here and lays down the law or at least he tries to manage things on this contract signing and he tries to tell the people how this is gonna go down but la knight says nah nah this is how this is gonna go down yeah and la knight takes over again la knight is taking over every single thing that is going on on this opening segment he took over roman reigns's entrance he took over the seat at the table he talked over nick aldis la knight he's on fire right now and roman reigns humbles la knight hey you must be some type of idiot or something have you ever had a contract sign in Hell, have you even had a championship match ever? But don't worry, I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm gonna be really, really gentle with you, sweetheart. The fans here in attendance in Milwaukee, they're all into this opening segment and they start chanting, Roman scared. And LA Knight says, yes, this is my first time, Roman. You are my first, Roman. But don't underestimate me. I just need one time. Unlike you, who had multiple opportunities being thrown at you while you're over there doing sucker and sucker. Sakatash promos. Ha! 
Got him. After a while, Roman Reigns has had enough of this song and dance that LA Knight was doing and flips the table over and attacks LA Knight. Roman Reigns gets another table from out under the ring and LA Knight fights back and stomps away at the tribal chief. But Jimmy comes out to defend his tribal chief and ends up eating the table that Roman Reigns had set up in the ring, served by the megastar LA Knight. So we're off to the races for Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns versus LA Knight and what a big match this is going to be. Another big match that has been announced for Crown Jewel is John Cena versus Solo Sokoa. And this was named John Cena's biggest challenge. And that says a lot because John Cena has faced a lot of big names over the years in WWE. People from the likes of The Rock, Brock Lesnar, The Big Show, and anyone and everyone you can think of under the sun. John Cena has faced them all. But this right here is going to be the biggest challenge and this is putting Solo Sokoa over in a really, really big way. The LWO versus the Street Profits. Again, these two factions have been going at it back to back on a weekly basis, except this match has one slightly different thing compared to the rest of the matches that they've been having. Carlito Caribbean Cool is involved in this tag team match and he's tagging with Santos Escobar. Rey Mysterio is facing Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. So what is the end game here? Rey Mysterio Mysterio is not involved with the Street Profits. At first, I thought this was going to lead up to a big United States Championship match versus Bobby Lashley. But since Rey Mysterio is facing Logan Paul at Crown Jewel, the only other thing that can come out of this that I can think of is a match between Carlito versus Bobby Lashley. A clash from the past. Two veterans going at it in a one-on-one -on -one match. This match was also teased last week on Friday Night SmackDown. Carlito made a challenge out to Bobby Lashley but before Bobby Lashley can even answer Carlito was attacked by the Street Profits. Bobby Lashley is standing ringside looking like a really proud father because the Street Profits were in control throughout this match and they were getting a lot of heat on Escobar. The Street Profits were tagging in and out and cutting the ring in half. Santos hits a great knee on Dawkins and Dawkins sold it like a million dollars and Carlito gets the steaming red hot tag. And here comes the baby face and their comeback by Carlito. Rey Mysterio was watching along backstage and Logan Paul attacks Rey from behind. Carlito runs out of the ring and goes to try to help Rey Mysterio backstage, which leaves Santos Escobar outnumbered in the ring. The Street Profits, they take advantage of the numbers difference and they get the W over the LWO. After this match, Roman Reigns was backstage and Paul Heyman shows Roman Reigns the Green Bay Packers championship belt. This was one of the NFL custom-made belts that the WWE has been doing for the NFL, but everyone knows that Roman Reigns and the Usos, they're from the Bay Area, and they're 49ers fans, so Roman Reigns was looking at this Green Bay Packers belt with disgust on his face, and Paul Heyman says, no, this belt is not for you. This is for LA Knight, because LA Knight is a loser just like the Green Bay Packers, which got a lot of heat in the crowd, and then Jimmy Uso shows up and jumps on the couch after eating that table by LA Knight. And Jimmy's new gimmick is the lazy freeloading family member living in your house that doesn't pay any rent and doesn't want to do anything. I think I just described my own kids. And Roman Reigns says you gotta handle LA Knight and tells Paul Heyman to go make the match official. Paul Heyman asks Roman Reigns, okay, so just to be clear, you want Jimmy versus LA Knight, right? And Roman says, 
Yeah. Which got a nice little pop from the crowd. And this was just wonderful from top to bottom. This was really entertaining. And I cannot wait for Jimmy to get his in the main event versus the super megastar LA Knight. Logan Paul, he has an interview and he was asked why he sucker punched Rey Mysterio. And Logan Paul's answer is really simple and to the point. Well, it's because my fist is way bigger than Rey Mysterio's head. So any other questions? Nope, I didn't think so and just walked away. After that, Logan Paul runs into the guy with the coolest wrestling shirts in the game, Kevin Owens, who ironically was wearing a Rey Mysterio shirt. And after this little face-off, I got really excited because we could be seeing a future match between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul because in WWE logic, this is their way of telling us and teasing a feud between two superstars. They usually have a random face-off and then weeks later, they're in a match together. Nick Aldis, make this happen. Don't be a fool. This is the backstage hour where everyone runs into each other and they all have confrontations. And Kevin Owens runs into Austin Theory and that Swifty, Grayson Waller. Kevin Owens started arguing with Theory and Waller about who has the most punchable face. Kevin Owens was going back and forth with these two and they just so happened to be standing side by side next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. And Kevin Owens knocked both of them out with one single punch. Kevin Owens said what he was going to do, which was punch new people and new faces on Friday Night SmackDown. Dragon Lee, he cuts his very first promo on Friday Night SmackDown, and while Dragon Lee was trying his best to cut his promo and use his super good Spanglish skills, Cedric Alexander walks in the picture and challenged Dragon Lee to a match. Dragon Lee has been getting a lot of spotlight on the main roster and has been getting a lot of wins, so this match versus Cedric Alexander is gonna really highlight the potential this Dragon Lee has. We get a women's match, Shotzi versus Chelsea Green. Shotzi won this match with the roll-up and more NXT promotion being done on the main roster because Chelsea Green is gonna be defending the Women's Tag Team Championships at Halloween Havoc next Tuesday. At the top of the hour, we get John Cena and Cena cuts another Super Babyface promo because for the first time, in 20 years he's afraid that the fans will stop supporting John because John is going to be facing Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel and he's afraid that he doesn't have it anymore but John Cena can literally punch a baby in the face and the people will still love him John Cena hasn't won a match in a couple of years he hasn't really been wrestling and to be fair John Cena has some good points here John Cena is telling the story that hey I'm getting much older I haven't been wrestling in a really long time i'm a little rusty and on top of all of that i'm going up against someone big someone massive someone like solo sokoa who's really aggressive and john cena is starting to doubt himself here but the fans get behind john cena here and john cena tries to hype himself up and he tries to tell himself i must win this match in a way john cena is trying to convince himself that he still has it that he can still do it but all of the odds are being stacked against John Cena and this is a classic babyface story and a babyface angle and this is really great because the babyface John Cena has all of these obstacles in front of him that he must overcome but you can't take Solo Sokoa out of the equation just like that this also puts Solo Sokoa over in a really big way because if Solo Sokoa manages to defeat John Cena at Crown Jewel can you imagine what this can do for Solo Sokoa 
this could be one of John Cena's final matches or one of his final matches in a really long time versus Sola Sokoa. And while John Cena was cutting this super duper babyface promo, Paul Heyman comes out to interrupt John Cena. Ladies and gentlemen, and Paul Heyman puts over John Cena. Thank you for your 21 years of service of selling the house based on the name John Cena. And you are the GOAT. You are the greatest. My kids love you. And I thought you were the best when you were in OVW. You were the best until Roman Reigns showed up. And once Roman Reigns came along, you were no longer the GOAT. And you can't win. You will not be able to defeat Solo Sokoa at Crown Jewel. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And while Paul Heyman was talking to John Cena, John Cena's back was facing the stage. And Solo Sokoa attacks John Cena from behind and takes out John Cena, hitting him with the big Samoan spike and major heat here on Solo Sokoa. Major heat alert. Will Solo Sokoa defeat John Cena and add another L to John Cena's losing streak? I most definitely think he can. I most definitely think Solo Sokoa should because Solo Sokoa is the future of the company and a future mega star. LA Knight, he's backstage and he cuts a promo. This is not an interview. This is not a backstage segment with goofy acting and residing lines. This is just a good old-fashioned promo on Roman, Jimmy, and Paul Heyman, the bloodline. Yeah, and LA Knight is getting ready for his main event match versus Jimmy Uso. Cedric Alexander versus Dragon Lee. The SmackDown commentators are putting over Dragon Lee, giving the people some good old-fashioned wrestling history from the small town of Tala Jalisco, Dragon Lee's hometown. And don't even get me started on the history of wrestling from Tala. El Perro Aguayo resided in Tala Jalisco and his gym is still standing in Tala and it still exists there in our hometown. El Perro Aguayo Sr. lived and trained in Tala and even raised his son, El Hijo del Perro Aguayo. May he rest in peace. I'm gonna tell a quick story here. I got to meet El Perro Aguayo Sr. one day in Tala. I was just walking the streets, minding my own business and we just happened to run into El Perro Aguayo Sr. And I thought it was really cool how the SmackDown commentators were talking about where Dragon Lee is coming from in the history and who his heroes were. And this is putting over Dragon Lee in a big way. WWE has a lot of big plans for Dragon Lee here. He's getting a lot of spotlight on the main roster. He's getting wins and it's really good to see. Dragon Lee and Cedric Alexander had a very classic modern lucha style match. Dragon Lee picks up the win. This is his second win in a row on SmackDown. A lot of good things seem to be coming for Dragon Lee here on SmackDown and I can't wait to see what he does next. Bianca Belair is back officially on SmackDown as of last week and Bianca has an in-ring promo and reminds everyone the reason why she was gone for such a long for such a long time. Bianca Belair got written off TV by the damage control after being attacked backstage with a steel chair. Bianca Belair is feeling vengeful and officially announced her match versus EO Sky at Crown Jewel for the Women's Championship. And Bianca Belair also made a challenge out to Bayley next week on SmackDown. And Bianca Belair is coming 
after the damage control. Last time, Bianca Belair and Io Sky faced each other was at Backlash. Bianca Belair was the champion. Io Sky was the challenger, and Bianca won that match to retain, but it was a really good match. This was the first time that I got to see Io Sky in action in a pay-per-view match, and Io Sky got really over, not just with me, but with the fans in Puerto Rico that were in attendance that night. So much so that the fans started cheering for Io Sky, and they were kind of turning on Bianca Belair. So I most definitely am looking forward to this match between Io Sky versus Bianca Belair. And the main event, LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso. The main event, Jimmy Uso. And Jimmy, under the orders of the Tribal Chief, is trying to take out LA Knight and make sure that LA Knight does not make it to Crown Jewel. But Jimmy Uso, he's the new lackey of the bloodline, and he's going to put over LA Knight in a big way because LA Knight is going into the main event at Crown Jewel, and LA Knight needs to look really strong, and he needs to look really good for his match versus the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. That's just how things go here. This is what's good for business, and Jimmy Uso did his job here and put LA Knight over in a really convincing way. After a very competitive match, Roman Reigns tries to attack LA Knight from behind, but LA Knight sees the Tribal Chief coming from a mile away and counters and hits his finisher on the Tribal Chief, leaving Roman Reigns on the mat, and Roman Reigns sells the crap out of LA Knight's finisher and retreats. What a great Friday Night Smackdown to hype up the Crown Jewel show. We got one more Friday Night Smackdown next week before the big main event in Saudi Arabia. I believe next week's Friday Night Smackdown has already been recorded. This is a pre-taped Smackdown because most of the Smackdown superstars are going to be in Saudi Arabia. So the results may be out there already. I don't know. I might have to do some research and try to get the spoilers of what happened or what's going to happen next week on Smackdown. That was it. That was Friday Night Smackdown for October 27th. I thought this was a really good show, but let me know what you guys thought about this. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk soon.